the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Second hour, Puro Pelka, on this uh, fabulous day where those of us in the Northeast are very, very disturbed about the weather forecast because it's supposed to just rain like hell. <laughs> and I'm not happy about that. I can tell you that right now. For the next three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe giving us a break on Sunday. So this would be a good time. Remember we talked about Alice Cooper yesterday we talked about the fact that Alice Cooper the rock and roll star remembered or was reminded that he was given an Andy Warhol painting 40 years ago and that somewhere in a storage locker somewhere there was probably an Andy Warhol painting worth upwards of uh, maybe 10 11 million dollars kind of a nice thing to find you know, if you got a storage locker somewhere, I bet he hasn't paid $10 million in storage fees for 40 years. Might have paid a few a few shekels here and there. But I think that's just a reminder on rainy days like this and tomorrow and the next day, uh, why not take some time and go through that basement, that closet, that attic, that storage locker. And if you haven't needed it, worn it, displayed it, or even remembered it in the last two, three, five years, maybe somebody else could make good use of it. Maybe somebody else could take those clothes you don't want to wear, no longer fit into, never liked the look of them in the first place. Maybe somebody else through the Goodwill or one of the local thrift stores, the church thrift store, maybe one of those folks could make use of that. And do you know what it does? It clears the junk out of your own life. It makes room for new junk. It makes room for new things, new ideas. But what if you found a hidden treasure? What if just by the stroke of luck you had a first edition of a, a very valuable book or something that has been sitting in your, in your storage locker, your attic, your basement, your closet that's always a, a mess? Get rid of it. Free yourself from that. And in the meantime, maybe you can make a buck. I'm a big fan of garage sales, yard sales, whatever you want to call them. Estate sales, if you're fancy enough. But I'm also a fan of taking the, the clothes. If, if I haven't worn it in two years, guess what? I'm not wearing it. And I take it down to the Goodwill and clean it first, please. They will also give you a form to give you a tax deduction. So everybody wins. You get junk out of your life, you get a tax deduction, and somebody who needs something will probably put it to good use. And who knows? Maybe you hit the lottery in your own life. Maybe you find that, that very valuable copy of the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence or something. Wouldn't that be amazing? You have to open yourself up to the idea in order to make any room for the opportunity for that to happen. I know I'm 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 in a, a a mode here. I'm trying to inspire myself to do the same thing because it's going to be raining, and I'm just going to want to get rid of stuff. 
Uh, by the way, did you listen to the Piro Pelka from the weekend and listen to the Easter egg after the end of the show on the podcast? Uh, you better hurry up and do that today because there's something uh, valuable available if you were paying attention. It's at the very end. You download the podcast. It's Every show that you hear on the Blaze Radio Network is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. And the Saturday show, when we have something fun to uh, give away, because I don't have room for all the stuff I pick up on my travels, I got a bunch of stuff from Freedom Fest, including a signed book from Matt Kibbe, that I would like to, because I've already got one, I'd like to give to one of you. Uh, you have to go there and download the show and go to the Easter egg after the end and answer the question. But you have to hurry up and do it today. And somebody out of all the correct answers will get the Freedom Fest, Freedom Fest prize pack. Just putting that out there. All right. There's breaking news on the Kid Rock for Senate story. Breaking news on the Kid Rock for Senate story. Uh, there is a Kid Rock for Senate Dot com. It's KidRockForSenate.com is the website. has a picture of Kid Rock in his living room somewhere with a, <laughs> with a deer, stuffed deer, and a picture of the Constitution, and, and it looks like the Declaration of Independence and George Washington behind him. And the headline, Are You Scared? <laughs> I think there are a lot of Democrats that are. Kid Rock says, you never met a politician quite like me. I will rock. In rock we trust. I will rock the election. He said, I believe if you work and work your butt off and pay your taxes, you should be able to easily understand the laws, the tax codes, health care, and anything else the government puts in place that affects all of us. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a plain speaking candidate would scare the hell out of all the lifetime members of our elected class of entitleistas. So I, I think Kid Rock could scare the hell out of both sides of the aisle. In his latest news statement, he says, when my name was thrown out there for U.S. Senate, I decided to launch KidRockForSenate.com. I was beyond overwhelmed with the response I received from the community leaders, D.C. pundits, blue-collar folks that are just simply tired of the extreme left and right bulls. As part of the excitement surrounding the possible campaign, I decided to take a hard look to see if there was real support for me as a candidate and if my message or if it was just uh, a new, fresh news story. What was all the excitement about? Kid Rock continues saying, the one thing I've seen over and over is that although people are unhappy with government, too few are even registered to vote or do anything about it. We have over a year left until the actual election, so my first order of business is to get people engaged and registered to vote while continuing to put my ideas on ways to help working-class people in Michigan and America while still calling out these jackass lawyers who call themselves politicians. <laughs> Please run, Kid Rock. Please run. It would be a great campaign to have to follow. He continues, during this time, while exploring my candidacy for U.S. Senate, I am creating a 501c4, a nonprofit organization for the promotion of voter registration. 
So at the core of the Kid Rock rumor is voter registration. Kid Rock continues in his statement, not only can I raise money for this critical cause, but I can help get people registered to vote at my shows. He certainly can. Since the announcement, the media speculated this was a ploy to sell shirts or promote something. I can tell you, I have no problem selling Kid Rock shirts. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And I absolutely will use this media circus to sell and promote whatever I damn well please. Many other politicians are doing the same thing. They just feed you a bunch of bullshit about it. But either way, the money raised at this time through the sale of merchandise associated with this very possible campaign will go towards our register to vote efforts. One thing is for sure. The Democrats are shatting in their pantaloons right now. I think I'm allowed to say that. That's not a curse word, right? It's close, but it's not there. And rightfully so. Kid Rock adds in closing, we will be scheduling a press conference in the next six weeks or so to address issues amongst others. And if I decide to throw my hat in the ring for the U.S. Senate, believe me, it's game on, mother fathers. Only he didn't say mother fathers. Kid Rock, and you'll be able to subscribe to his email and, and get all the updates. And why wouldn't you? It's bound to have classic stuff in it. In the era of President Donald J. Trump, billionaire, uh, who is to ever deny the possibility of a Kid Rock president, of a Kid Rock's in the Senate? Look, you got Al Franken in the Senate. Can you imagine Al Franken and Kid Rock on the same committee? Senator, Senator Rock. <laughs> oh, it is just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. I, I applaud Kid Rock for at least saying openly, the first thing we have to do is get more people voting. But wait a minute, aren't, aren't conservatives, aren't they the people who want to stop people from voting? Aren't they the ones who say, we don't need, we don't need uh more voter registration? No, that's not the case. It's an absolute fabrication from the left. So Kid Rock's out there. And i am he's got just basic ones right now. Kid Rock for Senate. Basic yard signs. Kid Rock for the U.S. Senate. I'm waiting for Pimp the Vote. I'm telling you it's coming. Pimp the Vote. When we get back... Another um, another famous face has turned up in Holly, in uh, in D.C. this week. A Hollywood face in D.C. Adam Carolla is talking about safe spaces and snowflakes, and he's testifying before Congress. We'll give you some of his opening statement from this morning. Next on Pure Opelka, you're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.
Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I did just tweet out at Stunt Brain on the social media there the map that shows the uh, the next few days of rain, how much is going to hit here in the in the Northeast and across the country, and not to torture our friends in the Pacific Northwest, Vecca, who tweeted, "We haven't had rain in months. Uh, send some of that here. I wish I could." But uh, thank you, Bill Cairns, one of my, one of the weather casters that I follow. A quick check on the vital question of the day, the poll today that says, should government, meaning you, the taxpayer, be required to pay for transgender service members, gender reassignment surgery, currently 94% saying, hell no. 3% yes, 3%, I'm undecided. Pick a side, people. Pick a side. Uh, we were talking about um, snowflakes and libertarians and opinions and D.C. And in Washington, D.C. today, Adam Carolla appearing uh, before an oversight committee at a hearing on safe spaces. And Adam Carolla has um, united with Dennis Prager. I think you, you saw Adam and Dennis on Glenn's show talking about what they're doing to try and bring their both of their groups together and explain, really, this, this concept of liberty can do so much for all of us if we're just allowed to have it. But Adam Carolla frequently uh, delivering some wonderfully entertaining statements testifying today in front of this committee. Carolla, Carolla was welcomed, given five minutes, and he kept... He actually kept his statement under five minutes, which I thought this is a a real TV person who understands time limits, especially live. And here's the end of Corolla's statement. He was talking about what we're actually dealing with here. I thought it was really well done. At a later date. Um, We're talking a lot about the kids, and I think they're just that, kids. We are the adults, and I don't think... We are doing the children. I mean, these are 18 and 19 year old kids that are at these college campuses. They grew up dipped in Purell, playing soccer games where they never kept score and watching Wawa Wubsy. And we're asking them to be mature. We need the adults to start being the adults. Um, Studies have shown that if you take people and you put them in a zero gravity environment like astronauts, they lose muscle mass, they lose bone density. We're taking these kids in the name of protection, we're putting them in a zero gravity environment and they're losing muscle mass and bone density. They need to live in a world that has gravity. When you you need to expose your children to germs and dirt in the environment to build up their immune system. Our plan is put them in a bubble, keep them away from everything, and somehow they'll come out stronger when they emerge from the bubble. Well, that's not happening. Children are the future, but we are the present. And we're the adults, and we need to act like it. And I feel that um, what's going on on these campuses is We need law and order. We need to bring back law and order. But I think if we just had order, we wouldn't need law. So 
Could we just bring back order and could the faculty and administration on these campuses act like faculty and administration and most importantly, adults who are in charge of these kids who need some gravity in their life? Thank you. Well said. Thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you, Mr. Carolla. And Mr. Zimmerman. And Dr. Absolutely Zimmerman, well said, Adam Carolla. Absolutely. And that is that is at the core of the problem. That, that we're, we're also worried about being friends with the young people, that nobody's actually being strong and telling them right and wrong. And he said we need law and order. And if we did just have order, yeah, of course you won't need law. But we... We've let it go so far. Corolla was talking about the fact that earlier in his career, when he and Jimmy Kimmel were teamed up, they used to bounce around the country and do comedy shows at college campuses. The same college campuses today that freak out when he shows up with a progressive or with a conservative next to him. When he shows up with Dennis Prager next to him, that they actually canceled a show at one school because Adam Carolla showed up with Dennis Prager. They couldn't handle it. And that, that is really the problem we're addressing here. That is the big problem we're addressing here. Uh, a few things going on today that we need to keep our eye on, and we'll get to them just around the corner. Uh, there will be apparently a vote on uh, another effort to repeal. Is this the skinny repeal of Obamacare, uh, which I don't, you know, yeah, we know what that means. It's just partial. Uh, that That's especially interesting to me to see if they can get this through. I'm dubious. I don't think anything's going to happen. I, I, I hate to say I agree with John Boehner. But I believe John Boehner, um, John Boehner knew that once Obamacare was in and embedded into our government, it's never going anywhere. So based on that, based on this proposed vote, and based on whatever Boehner believes is never going to happen, we have to talk about the road to single payer because that's, that's kind of where we are right now. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, the junior senator, brought it up, keeps bringing it up. Bernie Sanders keeps bringing it up, but he won't say single payer. He'll say Medicare for all, Medicare for everybody because they know single payer is toxic. When Chuck Schumer was asked about single payer last week on the Sunday morning talk shows, Schumer said, well, we're not taking it off the table, but we're not focusing on that right now because they're actually trying to sell this better deal theory. But what is single payer? What does it really mean? Does it, does it have any, any real benefit that could, could work for you? I'll tell you what. Um, the Hoover Institute, which is actually trying to do good work for liberty and freedom. The Hoover Institute explains single-payer health care in under a minute and, and 20 seconds. And it's something that you can understand, I can understand, and I think something we have to understand. We'll get to that right after the break. Come on back.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. The palace intrigue continues. And, I, you know, I haven't gotten too much involved in the Scaramucci, Reince, Priebus, Dust Up. It, it seems to be a little reminiscent of my high school days. And the the cafeteria table jousting for good position next to the cool kids table where I was never seated. So, uh, you know, we'll take a look at it. We'll keep an eye on it. If you have something to share, always 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. I mentioned it this morning with Doc Thompson. I mentioned the fact that, uh, that the... the um, the path, the tangent we seem to be taking on health care is towards single payer. And um, Buck Sexton said this earlier on Twitter, and it, <laughs> it struck a chord. Now, let's see, the GOP's got the House, the Senate, the presidency, and yet we seem to be moving faster towards single payer health care in this country than any time in our past. And I think he's right. But every time you hear it, you have to wonder, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is single payer? Uh, basically, it's the, the British system. It is the VA system where the VA is supposed to be covered on it. And if, if single payer for the whole country is going to work as well for 330 million of us as it does for the couple million veterans, God help us. But the issue with single payer has been addressed by the Hoover Institution. The Hoover Institution is uh, based at Stanford University. And it's a public policy research center that promotes the principles of individual individual economic and political freedom. So individual freedom, economic freedom, and political freedom. Coming out of someplace in California, how unique is that? Well, they put together an explainer that that tells us basically what single payer is. And I really think it's it's worth spending time checking it out. It's fairly simple. Even I can understand it. And it, it makes sense because if you're going to have a conversation about health care, I know all of us would love to say, we're, we're going to dedicate a chunk of our taxes to paying for our health care. And the government's going to take care of it. It's all going to be great. But if the health care stinks, then all you're doing is paying taxes for something you don't get. And I don't think any of us are going to want that. If we want health care, we want health care. We don't just want a card that we can then write phone numbers on when we meet somebody. It's kind of crazy. Here's the explanation from the Hoover Institution on single payer. Many people think our country should move to a single payer system of health care. This basically means the government pays for all care by raising taxes. Advocates of a single payer system believe it would cover more people at a lower cost. 
Got it? That's the basic premise. Single payer gets everybody with skin in the game. Well, at least everybody that pays taxes, right? That's already one of the failures, but that's not even brought up in this. So the people who say single payers good say, well, everyone will be covered and the cost, we will know the cost right off the bat. But there's a fundamental problem with the single payer model. To expand coverage to more people, the government has no choice but to reduce access to certain drugs, procedures and doctors that we now enjoy. Glenn was talking about this this morning. That single payer, if you look at the British health system, the British health system is single payer, and they are now so overburdened and so over budget, they're, they're adding restrictions to who can get health care. So if you want a knee operation, if you want a hip replacement, your body mass index or your smoking habits could restrict you or, or disqualify you from that. This is part of the single-payer system. In order to make it work economically, the government has to come in and set limits on certain levels of care in certain areas of sickness and, and uh, let's say, injuries. We can learn from the experience of the single-payer model in the UK, Sweden, and elsewhere in Europe. The wait times for diagnostic procedures, doctor appointments, chemotherapy, and surgery are so long that their governments have turned to private care, sometimes even private care in other countries. And Got it? The single-payer system is so overburdened that just checkups, routine screenings, so delayed that the governments are having to go elsewhere. Yeah, we know that some of those world leaders come here. Some of those people, elected leaders, come here to get health care. And there's the issue of health outcomes. Because of the long wait times to receive treatment and restricted access to specialists, medications, and medical technology, health outcomes in single-payer systems are worse than the U.S. for almost all serious diseases like cancer, heart disease, and stroke. So cancer, heart disease, and stroke, three of the biggest killers. Heart disease, the biggest individual killer. Cancer, obviously right up there. Strokes, not, not exactly a shrinking part of the healthcare system. But if you heard it today, America, you want to go get a knee replacement or at least get evaluated for a knee replacement? It's about three to four weeks. Same for a hip replacement. In England, even if you are within the body mass index guidance or don't smoke, you're still talking a year. And what happens? You're in pain for a year? You're unable to go up and down stairs for a year? Again, single payer and the reason why we don't ever want to go there. Let's continue. There's about 20 more seconds here. In practice, the better bargaining power of a single-payer system usually means price controls and regulations that cause shortages and prevent people from getting the care they need in a timely fashion. So while our healthcare system does need to change, a single-payer system isn't the solution. No, it's not the solution. A single-payer system would be the VA and, and the effectiveness or lack thereof or the VA system on steroids multiplied by 150 million times. It just doesn't make any sense. 
So this this discussion that's going on in the Senate, I, I fully I fully wish they could get something resolved, but they're not going to. I go, you know, I know Glenn offered some solutions today, and uh, Dr. Jorge has said he could solve health care. Maybe next week we'll have Dr. Jorge present his health care plan. But based on what we're seeing here, we're not addressing, we never address the issues that are the most important. And I'm talking about crossing state lines to buy insurance. If the cost was supposed to go down and it was based on that issue, why didn't we ever let that happen? Is it the insurance companies who are so deep into the politicians? Single payer is not the answer. Single payer makes the problem worse. Single payer will take us into a very, very deep spiral of eroding care. And it violates the very first principle, the very first thing you swear to in the Hippocratic Oath. First, do no harm. Under single payer, health care becomes first, do nothing. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to work. Michael Pelka on Puro Pelka will be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Piero Pelka. Much going on. Still waiting on the latest on the press conference. I don't think we're going to hear anything big. Uh, by the way, we should get into um, what happened yesterday at the press conference. Uh, but before we do that, uh, get your life back. Get your freedom back. Get back to living. Get Relief Factor. Did I mention that I take Relief Factor? Only a hundred times I've mentioned it. It's because I do and I take it because it works for me. If you're tired of the pain from inflammation, if you're tired of, of not being able to go up and down those steps, if you're tired of, of, of not being able to have the life you wanted, try Relief Factor. Why you wouldn't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm miffed by that. If you're skeptical about nutritional supplements, these are, these are 100% botanical made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. And they work to relieve the irritation, the inflammation in my joints, and then that means the pain is gone. So knees, hips, back for me, big help. The, um, the, the stats on this, people who buy the three-week quick start pack for nineteen ninety-five, 80% of them come back and buy it again. Because it works for them. People in the company use it. People in the company that I know and I respect use Relief Factor. And I've been taking it every day, every single day since April 7th. On April 15th, I woke up and I was like, geez, I, I don't feel that, that creak in my knees. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not having to fight this off. So what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone and give them a call. It's so easy. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Or go online and check it out yourself. 
95 cents a day, basically, for the three-week quick start pack. Less than a cup of coffee. Even the cheap coffee. $19.95. $19.95 for the three-week quick start plan. ReliefFactor.com or 800-500-8384. It's, um, it's a crazy day already. I know I said that yesterday, but it sure feels like it's anything can happen Wednesday, but it's a Thursday. I was talking um, earlier today with a friend and we were talking about interesting apps, dumb apps. And if you go through your phone, I don't know about you, but I'm cheap, so I don't pay for apps. I like to find the best free apps that work and then we share apps here and there. And I end up using um, I end up using apps that are in my life for for various reasons. For example, uh, the YMCA app. Here in Delaware, yes, because I won't pay for an expensive health club. I'd rather support the local Y. It makes better sense for me. Again, I'm cheap. But we were we were talking about what if an app could remind you to do this or do that or or, or help you this way? And um somebody said, Well, I'd like an app that is makes makes reminds people who have to pay me back after after I've loaned them money or my lawnmower, whatever. I just like to have something pop up on their phone. It's like an irritant. And interestingly enough, the day after we're talking about that, there's a story about a Chinese court that has put together a new, a new way of dealing with people who owe money. And what they've done is they've created a, a, a new court-mandated ringtone that lives on the phones of people who owe money. Their phones, instead of ringing with just a phone ring or uh, just, you know, whatever song, whatever ringtone you put in, the ringtone is a message that tells people the person on the phone, the person whose phone this is, owes money. <laughs> That's the court's... Int- yes, I know. This is the, This is the joys of living in a communist society. You think... Do you think we'd be allowed to shame people here if we did that? Do you think that would be permitted? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think that flies. But a court in eastern China has enforced a rule that issues people who haven't paid off their debts that installs a ringtone that they can't change. And it even tells the caller that the person they are dialing is, quote, avoiding debt repayments and also urges the caller to help persuade the person. It's almost as if you, you've got the, the uh, Game of Thrones chant when your phone rings. Can you imagine you owe someone some money you haven't, you haven't paid up and your phone's ringing and it's shame, 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 shame. <laughs> Ten people have already been slapped with the ringtone by the, the, I hate to say this, it's called the People's Court. And when, if, if I were to call somebody who has, who has the shame app on their ringtone, there's a pre-dial ring that tells the caller, the user of the number you've dialed has been listed as someone who is avoiding debt repayments ordered by the people's court. Please urge this person to fulfill their legal obligations. The people's court thanks you for your support. 
<laughs> and because, because mobile phones in China and most places are registered under the name of the person, even if you go and buy another mobile phone, you try and get another smartphone, that ringtone and that pre-ring message are going to follow you wherever you go. <laughs> so you can run, but you can't hide from China's <laughs> evil ringtones that are shaming you publicly. Crazy stuff. I wonder if Judge Judy would slap this on somebody as a punishment. I wonder if Judge Judy would mandate. Only one of the ten people has paid the debt and had the message removed. It does seem to be a deterrent. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 